Princess herself, Ryan Courtney. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Pop Music for Smart People. Today is a very special episode because I am joined by the immensely talented Dope St. Jude. Hi, how are you? I'm amazing. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, you're in London right now, right? Yes, I'm in London. It's a gloomy day. I mean, that's not what the weather's like here usually. But um, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, Happy we, to be we've had that weather you. in Chicago recently too. So it's uh, we're like back to like 50s today and like kind of cloudy. So, so your artist name um, is one of the first things that I really like. You know, saw when I I, well, I heard your song first, but then I saw your artist name and I was like so intrigued, just to, like know the story. So, do you mind um, just like telling my listeners how you came about that name and what it means to you and what influence it has on your music? Sure. Um, so, my second name is St. Jude. My full name is Catherine St. Jude Pretorius. Um, and you probably guess that I grew up in a Catholic family named after saints. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, St. Jude is the uh, saint of hopeless or lost causes. And I think I was named St. Jude because... Um, my, I have four brothers and I'm the only girl and my mom really wanted a girl and she had three boys in the 70s and then there was a big 15 year, 18 to 15 year gap and then eventually I came along. So I think maybe she was praying to St. Jude and she wanted a girl and I came along <laughs> only to be queer. <laughs> so take that. Yeah, thanks, thanks St. Jude. Yeah. <laughs> And then uh, Dope, I just put in front of that. I mean, I love my second name. I think it's cool to be named after the saint of hopeless and lost causes. And then I put Dope in front, honestly, because I was just like getting into the hip hop scene and it just sounded cool. So there wasn't like a lot of thought behind it. But uh, like I've become like more and more attached to the name and like the deeper meaning of the name. Um like as the years go by and I manifest my reality, like the the significance of St. Jude um, has become more real for me. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I, I do love the um, like juxtaposition between like it being actually in your name because it was named after a saint and then just like throwing dope in front of that, I think is, um, <laughs> is pretty epic. It like definitely got my attention right out the gate. I was like, dope St. Jude, what is the story here? <laughs> <laughs> um, your last name is Pretorius? Yes. You have quite the the regal name. I mean, you know, it sounds regal if you're not from South Africa, Got but that's it. actually a, a, a Boer Afrikaans surname. Okay. So it's like got Dutch heritage, like Dutch slave heritage. And it's very much associated with like farmers, Dutch farmers. So it's like not regarded as an elegant name, but I know it sounds like victorious or like, I don't know, it sounds fancy, but when you're fr- when you're from... South Africa, it's it's not a fancy name okay, at all. Okay, got it. Isn't that funny? Like being from different places, yeah. Like because I, I where I'm from in the south, I'm like think of some of the names that people are named there, and I'm like that like 
I wonder how that sounds to people, you know, when they when people say their names or have a Southern accent. Yeah. <laughs> so what inspired you to get into music? Like, what was that journey like for you? I know that you um, entered the queer scene and you were a drag king, correct? Mm-hmm. Which I love. I was I, a drag king. But I started um, by making music when I was a teenager. I played the guitar and wrote poetry, like, you know, your typical teenage angst stuff. Um and then when I was in university, I started performing in drag because Cape Town has a very big drag scene. Um, and I w- like just discovering my queerness, hanging out on the queer scene, going to drag bars. And someone wrote an article on a blog about like, where are all the drag kings? Like we have such a big drag queen community, but there are zero drag kings. So I decided to try it out. Um, and then I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, my character was kind of like based on Lil Wayne. It's like a parody <laughs> of, of hip-hop masculinity, which I find very homoerotic on a side note. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, and I started a drag king troupe, which ended up being like one of the first documented African drag king troops or the first African drag king troop that's been documented we don't know if that's others, amazing I'm sure there i love others that story that existed before and so when i was doing my performances i'd often write my own lyrics like i kind of got bored of just like lips i wasn't lip syncing i was like rapping live okay the, like lil wayne songs or whatever and then i got bored of that and then i started writing my own lyrics and then i got into music production and i um just started performing my own music and realized it could be a viable career because I, I was happiest when I was performing and um, creating. So I pivoted and it took a while, about a year or two, um, but it started, my career started gaining momentum and um, yeah, that's the rest of What was the, um, so like that's fascinating to me that like that kind of like, like the series of events that kind of led you into music, you know, like just like doing the performance aspect of being a drag king and then forming this community and then that made you like want to push to be more creative and like write your own stuff. What, like, why did you decide to not pursue music? Like as that, as like your drag King persona, you know what I'm saying? Like, was there, Yeah. well, because I found it quite limiting, like having to perform. Uh, and I also think like drag King being a drag King isn't as fun as being a drag queen, because I think femininity is much more fun to perform. Like, with the, like there's much more room for like, like what you wear and the, I think, yeah, I don't think masculinity is as fun, like mainstream masculinity, I guess, isn't as fun, like it's not performative in the same way. So I found it like pretty, pretty limiting. And also it, it wasn't my story. It wasn't a story I wanted to tell forever. Like I yeah. felt like I had done what I needed to do. I enjoyed it. Uh, I could have explored it some more, and I'm sure other people will <laughs> explore it much further than I did, but I just, like, I felt restricted by the character. Got it. You were also, too, like, yeah, when you're emulating a a, a celebrity, you know, as the basis yeah. of your character, I feel like that can, at, at a certain point, get to a point where you're like, okay. Yeah. Is this all exactly. it is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, Girl Like is the song that came on my Discover Weekly and how I discovered you. And I listened to that song maybe like 30 times the day that I discovered it. It's so good. 
I think I literally like featured you. I think you were the basis for my, the episode, the podcast episode that I did. Because I like heard that song, I listened to all your other music. It was like so empowering, and I was uh, I was already considering starting a series called "Who Runs the World," um, which is my series where I feature um, badass female artists from all across the world, every walk of life. So I think you were really the inspiration for that, like me doing it that week. So um, tell me about "Girl Like" and just uh, yeah, that song, what it means to you, how it came about. Um. So that song is. So basically what happened was I was making music in Cape Town and kind of hitting a bit of a wall because the music industry at that time in Cape Town was pretty pretty limited. Like for what I wanted to do, I don't think that um, South Africa really has the infrastructure to um, incubate a small artist to the point where they can really make a living. I think we're still in the in, in the infancy of the South African music industry where artists are either like really big or there aren't a lot of working artists. I got you, yeah. You know what I mean? The economy can't really support that yet. So there's like the big artists that are making a lot of money and then like people who are artists but have to do other jobs, you know, like play an instrument. Do they not have like the... Has like the streaming because I feel like that's kind of what's a like that's it's sort of like I think hurt the music industry but also aided in the music industry. It's like a double edged sword with like Spotify and things like that because it's it's you know of course Spotify is an awful can be an awful company but I also too feel like now because of Spotify there are so many more artists that make a livable wage because of like just like streams and things like that you know so is yeah. that like culture not um, is that not existent in mean- South Africa. No, no, it's not. I mean, because as an artist, you can only make so much from streams unless you're doing millions of streams. So it's not about that. It's about like more if you're a smaller artist, like you can't really tour and make like you're you're not going to make fees that are going to pay you enough to like really like if you want to buy a house like your peers, like if your peers are lawyers or doctors or whatever, like you're oh, not going to be anybody buy a house these the days. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but, but you, you know what I mean? Like you could struggle as an artist. So I knew also by the audience response that I would need to maybe go to Europe to make a living. And so I, f- I got in touch with some people from Apple Music. They had reached out to me and they were doing... Um, Uh, kind of a program and they had a music incubator called Platoon in London and I somehow got an invitation letter to come to London and I paid for myself to come to London with money I didn't have at the time but I I came I came to London with like no money and I met a producer who's actually South African but uh, produces for lots of big artists in the UK and we sat down and our first session we did we created Girl Like and Girl Like was like the culmination of like the hustle I was feeling at the time like the song is just about hustling and just trying to make it so the the song was like me coming to London with nothing, no money, and just having to write a song oh my gosh, and yeah. hoping the song will take me somewhere. And so the song, it got a really good, it got really good feedback from people. And on the back of that song, I was able to record my uh, my EP Resilient, 
and so really so that's what that song is it's about the hustle and the manifestation of that hustle and in fact like that song has propelled my career so much because it's it got so many syncs like it's been on lots of tv shows and it's uh, got just recently got sync synced for a movie so it's really I, I believe in like putting your spirit and your soul into the music and making it authentic because the energy i put into that song has like um yielded fruit you know absolutely yeah no i love that that's amazing i do want to talk about about your activism and your mentorship um i know that that what what is it called nando's 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 yeah, yeah. i love that when i was doing your bio um reading about that and that you're, you know, not just trying to make it as an artist, but you're also to, you know, feel the need to mentor to um, younger aspiring artists. So, yeah, I just wanted to talk to you about that and why you want to do that and, and what that does for you and your music. So the project I did with Nando's was a standalone project where I came to London to do a music program with some young students. But right now I'm on the advisory board for an NGO called Bridges for Music and they have a music school in Cape Town in the Cape Flats where I come from, which is a disenfranchised community and I do some work with them. And I also mentor, uh, I got a a mentee through this program called Hyper Tribe and she's on tour with me right now uh, as my backing vocalist and I'm helping her with a music journey but the the reason I do it is because I just think it's important to share the knowledge that I've learned especially with other women who come from a similar background to me because it's not just about the knowledge of the music industry um, that's that's important to disperse that knowledge but what's important is also the mindset because I think when you come from a background where you are oppressed in any way uh, because of uh, the color of your skin or your sexuality or your gender or what, what, whatever it is, it can often come with a mindset where you have a bit of an inferiority complex and you don't walk around in the world like you are worthy of success and you are worthy of, of abundance in your life. And so um, that's what's really important um, to me to, to help people make a mindset shift. And so that's why I'm really interested in mentorship because I was lucky enough. I still am being mentored uh, to make mindset shifts that allow me to like expand my life. And I really want other people to be able to have that shift where they realize that things are possible for them and that they deserve good things. And so, yeah, I just really want to spend my time doing that. And I'm thinking of ways now how I can... Um, take that to the next level, like beyond making empowering music, like how I can be more hands on in um, helping people make those shifts. I love that. Yeah, that's honestly, I feel like imposter syndrome is like such a a real thing. Um, even for me, like I'm like I said, I'm 37. I started this podcast at the beginning of 2021, and I I knew that I had a love for music, and I knew that I wanted to you know get music out to people. And um, really, you know, bring awareness to the fact that there's so much music being made from all over the world, from every walk of life. And it's not just, you know, what's on the radio or pop music. Um, but I even had that, like, thing in my head where I kind of, like, faltered a little bit at the beginning. And, like, mm. I almost, like, didn't start. Uh, we kept on pushing it back and pushing it back. Because I didn't think, I was like, what, why would I be qualified? Or, you know, yeah. who am I to, like, tell yeah. people? But at the end of the day, it's like, you know, it's my passion is what I love. And so I just had to tell myself, like, 
get your get your mind out of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. Just and why not you? Like, why why is it possible for someone else but not for you? Like, Absolutely. what the hell's up with that kind of thinking? I know. <laughs> but I feel like a lot of people do feel that they feel this um, yes. this thing of like you know. But it's like yeah, exactly. Just like you said, if it's not you, then who? Then why wouldn't it be you? Like, why aren't you? And why also, why? You be person too? Yeah, why are other people more worthy of that success and you're not? Like, why do we why do we default to telling ourselves that? Absolutely. And that's like really what I mean. I work on that on myself every single day, and I that's really what I want to help people with is like to really target that in their minds. Absolutely, no, same. Like, I literally I feel like at the beginning of the podcast too, I was like very worried about you know my numbers. I was checking them every day, and like yeah. you know I wanted to see how many people were listening, and then I was comparing myself to other music podcasts, and then eventually I was like, stop that, like. You you know the people that listen to your podcast and the audience that you have they it's come organically they they you know and that to me is like you could start off with a million listeners but then where's what what's the fun in that what's the fun in having a podcast where you literally just start out with this mm. massive audience it's like to me the fun is the best part has been growing it yes. and like seeing my numbers rise and seeing these people yes. you know reach out to me and say thank you so much like this episode was amazing or thank you for giving us this artist you know like that's the I think that's the cool part is like the journey yeah. of it, you know. Wonderful. I love that. <laughs> Being a member of the LGBTQ plus community, how has that um, influenced your music and your activism overall? I know that you, you know, based on what I have heard from your music and read about you, you are very involved in activism um, in the community. So just, yeah, I would love to know how that's like all kind of come together. Yeah. Um, well, I struggle with the word activist because I, I, there are people like the people who are actually on the ground doing the work, like they are activists. So I, I used to be involved in that kind of like more organizing activism when I was younger, but I would say, um, not as much, but I definitely like in the spirit of my music align with that way of thinking. And I try to use my music as a tool for good. But yeah, I'm just like hesitant to use the word activism because I'm not organizing. <laughs> Do you believe that music? Because um, I, I, the, the, personally, I feel like music can be activism because I feel like I've like, for me, like music is my language. You know, it's like what I respond yes. to. So yes. I've heard, I've had music move me so much or have a message like that is like so pinpointed to me that it like made me think a certain way or like, you know, want to be better or respond better to life. Yes, so I, yes. I, to me, it's, I, I don't know. I feel, I feel like your music is kind of a form of activism, but like, I know what you're saying completely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with that completely. I think like music can change people's hearts and minds and it is a form of, of activism, but I always just like have an asterisk with that just because I know like also the, like how tough actual organizing activism is and that's like where the hard work lies like i stand on stage in front of an audience that often already likes me you know what i mean it's not like it's not as tough for me just showing your queer representation of the way that you do and um embracing you know female empowerment and those kind of things coupled with lgbt act or lgbtq plus like representation i feel like that is very powerful thing like it's yes 
Thank so, you. You're welcome. Yeah, I mean, I do. I, I, I try to like make my music be a reflection of my reality. And often like I'm not. It's not that I'm trying to make statements with the music. I know that my music makes statements inherently, but it's only a reflection of where society's at. And so like it's radical for me as an African, a black African queer woman to be making music unapologetically and like having those kind of like very queer images. But it's actually just a reflection of my lived experience. And the only reason it's perceived as radical or as a form of activism is actually just because that's how messed up society is. Yeah, is that absolutely. Like, then me existing in my authentic self is is like a wow to some people. Yeah. So um, it, it, I know that I'm making statements with the with the music, but it's also like me just trying to make music and trying to make music that's authentic to me because I thought about it a lot like I used to make music with the intention of like being an being an an, an active an activist in the very beginning I was like this music's very political but now I've strayed away from thinking about it that way because I also like really don't like the pressure we put on artists who come from um, like any kind of oppressed group, like there's this pressure for them to like carry the whole community on their Absolutely. shoulders. Absolutely, yeah. and, and I feel like that we, 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 we rob artists so much of like just like the kind of creativity that they could come up with when we put that pressure on them. And so not to say that my music isn't making statements and, I, and it, that it isn't political. It's just like that's not where it's coming from in my heart. In my heart, it's just like me just telling my story and like being out here having a good time and like speaking what's on my heart and i'm glad that it empowers other people like that's part of it but 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 you get what i mean like this the, the intentional shift has it, it shifted for me and I, and I do feel like it is like uh, you know unfortunately like you said the society that we live in it is it, it's just like a product of that where like for me growing up in the south as a as a gay man i never saw representation you know like i i like, I have an amazing family, but even that, like, back then they didn't know, like, what gay meant, what homosexuality was. And so I never saw myself represented anywhere. So getting older is, like, warmed my heart a little bit, you know, when I started to see, like, these artists that I feel like represent the kid that I was, you know, for kids now. Like, that to me, like, I'm just, like... And so I think it's kind of inevitable. And you're right. It's just, like, as an artist, like, just exi existing as themselves, that shouldn't be activism but it's like you know like the the bravery that it, to me that it takes for those people to um yes. to tell their stories through their music when society a lot of society is saying like we like don't do that you know so it's like mm. i think that that's where like that part of it comes off but yeah i totally understand what you're saying absolutely yeah. okay your new songs let's talk about those because they oh. are so good well i don't know you like that i love that one Really? <laughs> I do, I do. Yeah, I love that song. Um, and then I think it's, um, is it, I think it's for you, is the... Um, the epic sounding one. Yes, like yes, yes. Oh my epic. gosh, I love that song. When I first heard it, I just like had a moment. Like in my living room, I remember just being like, like playing it for my husband. It is like, it like takes you somewhere. I love that song. Thank you. You're welcome. So tell me what was um, comparatively to like Girl Like and your last album EP, like what was, what's like switched in between these two projects? Uh, I think uh, there's a lot of maturity, like in the new project. Um, I, I made something that was a lot more 
emotionally intimate with this new project and i finally feel like i found the balance of of like i found like the sweet spot of how to be a storyteller in my music so with this project i kind of leaned into like my feelings a lot and um i know that i can also make music that is authentic but is more like that is less emotional and i i'm happy that in the first project resilient it was just like about making good music for live shows um like more upbeat stuff and then with this one it's like more emotional more in depth and now i feel like i've experimented enough and i'm ready for 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 an album next because i've only released eps so i'm really Please. yeah I'm, I'm i'm really happy with the work i've i've released and like the growth that has happened in that time and i'm happy i had space for that growth as an artist that i was able to like make a living a full-time living off of the eps while i'm experimenting and now i'm in a place where i can release an album and i've had room to grow where i can say this is like my voice this is where i'm at and i don't Absolutely. think a lot of artists like get their luxury or afforded the, the luxury of really being able to like uh, experiment with their sound and their version their, their, their type of storytelling you can really honestly hear that that's like to be that's the biggest thing is you can hear that in your new stuff is I always, I always get nervous when I start with an artist and I love their, like, you know, the first thing I've heard from them, I love it so much. And I'm like, Oh, it's like so epic. And I always get nervous that the second project they put out or something, you know, I'm, that it's not gonna be able to top that first like feeling I had. But when an artist like grows into themselves, it's not even about it topping it. It's just about like a new, like I, you have a new connection to that artist, you know, or you form a yes. new thing. Like, cause this to me was very different than, girl like and so yeah it's not even that it's better or, or anything like that i just felt something different when i listened to this you know yeah netflix you i i read about that as well you got you're getting some traction there which is kind of exciting yeah so you've had a, your show is got in the trailer i think right yeah so my song home got picked up for the trailer for this lesbian vampire um, show, which I think I'm is like, super. I'm like, how how far have we come? How far have we come since <laughs> that, uh, now Netflix is like they're the lesbian, um, the lesbian vampire show. I'm like, okay, perfect. Yeah, we are evolving <laughs> as a species. Oh <laughs> um, yeah, I've had I've had a few other syncs with with Netflix before, like with girl like and stuff. But it's really nice to have my music on all these different TV shows had it on like Amazon Prime, HBO, and it's really been amazing. Like I think that's what is what's afforded me the space to grow is because I'm able to make an income from the sinks. And so it's given me like uh, the kind of financial cushioning that I need to not stress about like having to release a new song every week. Like Absolutely. I can reflect on my music and um, and on my storytelling and so on. I feel like people too, like in this day and age, people like discover artists through those mediums as well. Like I know yes. I, um, there's a, a queer artist named John Grant and I found him from the show Looking because his song played like during the final credits and I literally could not Shazam it fast enough. I was just like, and then yeah. we found um, Polo and Pan, the DJs from, um, oh, what's oh, Good Girls. I don't know if you saw that show, yeah, but yeah, yeah. like they like played them in certain parts. And so I feel like people are like responding to like show soundtracks and like certain moments you know to where they're like actually Definitely. like yeah i mean i i 
I, I started listening to shows, TV shows, soundtracks, like back in the day with the, with the L word when I first Oh, yeah, yeah. They like had really interesting artists and they even had like a... a like either a playlist or like I don't know some kind of like they released an album with all the songs of the of the show and so yeah I think it's a really cool way to um to learn about new artists and I also really never thought about how cool and important of a job the music supervisors have because they uh, like curate the sound of the show but beyond that like also, I appreciate that they want to put on queer artists on queer shows. Like I've noticed that with a lot of the the syncs I get, it's often for like queer shows or anything that's like like kind of maybe outside of like sometimes it's fringe shows like anime shows or whatever. And it's really cool because then the audience that it attracts are people who are like me or people who you know align with my. Um, with my music so that's really been great and so i just want to shout out to the music supervisors who, <laughs> who, who, who put who put care into the songs they select you know they don't absolutely just, yeah yeah well i feel like if you're doing your job well in that department too you want to you want to connect you want to have like the biggest impact with the music that you're putting in the show you know so if it's if it's true to that show then you should use the most authentic thing you know the, the most yeah. authentic piece of music instead of just like the main thing, you know? And I feel like people yes. will connect to that more. Like, I think about the Euphoria soundtrack or the music in Euphoria. It's like... Yeah. It, like, watching that show, I remember the first season just feeling, like, things, like, throughout that whole first season just feeling, like, oh, my gosh, the music is, like, doing that to me, you know? Like, so that's yes. really cool. That's like, so exciting. What's the name of the show? Do you know? Um, the... the which, which one? Um, the one on Netflix that you're... Oh, well, there's two on Netflix right now oh. with this project. There's um, Inventing Anna which is that Anna Adelby oh. scammer show. Yeah, you're your gonna song's make in it, that? Yeah, You're Gonna Make It is on that one. And then the oh other God. one is on um, the show called First Kill on Netflix. First Kill. Okay, yeah. perfect. That, if it's Anna, that's, that's huge. That's awesome. That was like, I mean, that show like blew up. That's amazing. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. I did want to find out, like, what brought you um, full-time to London? Was it just, was it purely just a, a choice about your music and being able to... Uh, um, make a living and produce music yeah. there? Yeah, the, i say the incentive was definitely um, economic because my uh, I was touring a lot here and it became, it, it wasn't, um, yeah, it, it didn't make sense to fly out from South Africa, which is from Cape Town, which is the tip of the African continent, the bottom tip, fly all the way across. It's a very long flight and then try and do shows consistently. But more than that, it's um, the more time I spend here, the more I realize that it's just like part of, I don't know, some divine timing or some divine plan because I think it's so important to move away, if you can, from the context of your upbringing because it opens up so much for, uh, for, you, for, for your understanding of yourself. Like I am understanding myself independently of where I grew up and like the context in which I grew up, which has freed up my mind a lot. It's also opened a lot of room for creativity and opened up time for reflection. Like who am I really outside of like everyone I know? And yeah, so I, I always recommend to people if you ever have the opportunity and it is a luxury for a lot of people, but if you can move away from your from your hometown, do it because 
it'll change your life. <laughs> no, seriously. I, I probably, if I, if, if it wasn't for my husband, I would still probably be in the place where I grew up because like you get so comfortable and you get in these like patterns, you know, and you're absolutely right. He like, he moved on to Nashville. My husband's from Canada and he moved on to Nashville after we met. And uh, after two years of being there, he was like, hey, because he had done it like a bunch. He had moved away a bunch. He had lived in Australia and, and all over Canada. And he was like, we, we need to get out of the of Nashville. We need to like move together somewhere. And I was like so nervous and so scared because I hit, hit 30 and I was like, no, everything I know is here, you know? And honestly, it was like one of the best things that I've ever done. Yeah. So I, I totally relate to that. Okay. So you have a podcast, right? Yes. Or, yes. Okay. I would love to, um, yeah, let's talk about it. Like what's... What's your podcast about? What's the name? Um, well, my pro- podcast is on hiatus now that I'm touring. Okay. But it's uh, called Figuring It Out with Dope St. Jude. No, with Catherine St. Jude. <laughs> um, <laughs> and honestly, like, it's just about um, creating those mindset shifts. So that's like what, like what we spoke about earlier. So... Um, in one episode, I speak to a life coach. In another episode, I speak to a sex therapist. Um, and it's just about really, um, yeah, just trying to make a mindset shift for people and helping people to get the, get to know themselves better by listening to those kinds of conversations. So, That's for example, with the, with the sex therapist, it was really interesting. We spoke about... Um, how um, our ideas around sexuality can, or or, not, not, or or just we spoke about body image and how body image ties into our relationship with our sexuality. And then we also spoke about that and how that relates to our partners and then everyday life. And it was just a very interesting and fascinating conversation because often, I don't know, sometimes we don't make the connections that like all of these things are linked you absolutely. know, like yeah, I, I, no, to our absolutely. sense of self. So, yeah, that's basically what we talk about. We talk about stuff like that, figuring it out, trying to figure things I out. I love that. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, that's, so when do you think, are you, you're on tour right now? Yes, I'm on tour right now. Um, I just had a show this weekend in Malouse, which is in France. And then I've got a few more shows then I'm. Oh, I've got a. Uh, then I've got my, my EP launch in Paris on the eighth of June. Amazing. Um, and then I've got a few more festivals coming up, and then I take a break for a little bit to start thinking about the recording of my first album. album. To start like to lay the gra- groundwork for that, and to renew my visa. So there's a lot going on. Yeah, that's <laughs> so exciting though. It's all yeah. exciting stuff. And then after that, an American tour where you oh, yeah, come to Chicago. Sure. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah, I, I haven't to been to Chicago yeah. before. I've only You've been to been? New York and to California. Those are the only places. I've oh been. my gosh! You honestly, Chicago. One of the things about the city that I love is the music scene here. The like the venues are just they're all like very special. Like they're like acoustically and just like the history of them in the city. Um, I've seen some of the best live performances I've ever seen anywhere in the city. So amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, but please, please let me know if you ever um, of course. are coming here so we can get tickets to that very early. <laughs> <laughs> are you um, like, are you the tour that you're doing right now? Are you, is it just you or are you like have, are you performing with other people or? 
Um, it's just me. It's me with my band. I have a okay. band. Yeah, but I mean, I'm not like on the road with other art with another artist like as a. Uh, like we're not doing anything like that just yet so it's me doing the festival circuit and some events um yeah just playing playing different venues uh off the back of the release of the ep yeah yeah how is it how does that all like i would love to get a little insight into that like because i know you're doing the festival circuit over there in in europe correct and then how does how would you how would one go about like getting in or trying to get into a festival circuit like in a different country or like you know like in America or yeah. things like that like well i think first of all it's important i think to have the uh, to have the right management so the manager i have is in, is um is rooted in the in the senior and so i was able to find a good booking agency and it's the booking agency really that books me for the for the festival so it's just about it. building the right team around you and communicating your goals with the team and yeah executing okay cool yeah so if, like because i did notice when i interviewed um noga Erez, who's the first artist i interviewed she had like um she had her israel team or her berlin based team and then she had like a, a team like in new york that i like to like talk to as well so i guess that's how if you do like branch out like that that's how it works where you have like yes a whole nother crew almost in that in that place exactly yeah oh, okay interesting well i would love if you ever do um, bring your podcast back out of hiatus. Um, I would love to be a guest sometime. Oh, yeah, that'd be wonderful. Yeah. Um, okay, I would love to now play Category Is, if that's okay. Yeah, I'm excited. Okay, so how it works is, um, so every episode of my podcast um, is a different category, and that's kind of how I figure out um, which artists I'm going to uh, feature that week and um, kind of the style of music or song. So I... I'm going to ask you two categories, and I always ask the episode that the person was featured on. So your episode was Who Runs the World, which is all about badass female artists from every walk of life around the world. Um, so, yeah, I would just love to know something you're listening to right now that you just, like, would put in that, into that category. Okay, yeah. Let me just pull up this artist's page so I can get oh, yeah, the right gosh, facts. Absolutely. So the artist that I am like really excited about right now, her name is Kim Mortal. I don't know if you've heard of Kim, her. Kim Mortal. Kim Mortal. How like do you spell Mortal. K I M M O R T A L. Kim Mortal. Okay. Like immortal, but with a K in front of it. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. She what, is, uh, is what kind of music so is she making? Cool. She makes kind of like she makes hip hop music. She's a queer um, Filipino Canadian musician. <sighs> I, this is actually very, very, very hysterical. I So I am doing, um, this week on my episode, I'm doing an Indigenous, um, Indigenous Peoples episode. So um, yes. I'm featuring three different artists. And as I was going through, like, I went down my, like, Spotify rabbit hole. Yeah. She was one of the artists that I literally discovered, I think it was, like, three days ago. Um, she's, a, like, a hip-hop artist, correct? Yes. And she's yes, so Yes, and she's based sick. in Canada in Vancouver. Yes, the music's oh my gosh, amazing. Amazing. So um, the way I discovered her was I was listening to my own music on Spotify <laughs> because I'm interested in like I listened to the last track of my EP to see who, who Spotify introduces next, who plays next. You know, because Spotify will select. Yeah, yeah, I don't know by the algorithm whoever's, and then her music came up, and I listened to a song of hers called "Sad Femme Club." Um, 
which is a really beautiful song. It's very empowering, but also like it's got this melancholy to it. And then I listened to another song of hers, which is I'm Blue. Yeah, um, I listened to that one as well. Yeah, and it's just really beautiful, like the way she she captures the this kind of sadness, but then yeah. also like really empowered. And it's just something that I, I like. I understand her music. Like I feel like she speaks my language. Maybe it's because we have similar stories. Maybe I don't know. But it's the first time in a long time that I'm excited about an artist because often when I listen to to music like I'm listening to music that I've been listening to for a long time and when I listen to mu- to, to new music I haven't had like this kind of response where I'm like I have to get to know more of the artist's work like and she's so yeah. exciting to me so um, that's who I'm excited about right now yeah she has a song called um with another with a uh, male rapper called Activation I don't know if you listened to that one no, I haven't yet. So that was, like, the one that came on. So I was, I literally, I get in these, like, Spotify, like, rabbit holes where I, when I'm trying to find, like, new music for my episodes. And so I literally will just, like, go to the, you know, artist-like part. And I'll just, like, click on that person. Then I'll look at their artist-like. You know, I just keep, like, like spiraling down. Um, do you, Have you heard of... Hold on one second. I don't want to butcher their name. This is how I discovered her. Um... Otikin, it's O-T-Y-K-E-N. They're um, from um, Siberia, and they, like, wear, like, traditional, like, they're, like, traditional, like, um, oh, tribal no, garbs. Oh, no, I haven't, I, I haven't heard of them, but I I'm, so, I see them now on um, on Spotify. Yeah, so they mix, like, they do this, it's, it's honestly insane. Um, when I discovered them, I literally just, like, I railed through every single thing in their discography because I was just so, like... Um, enamored by them but they um, they mix their like old traditional sounds and like ways of making music like throat singing and things like that with like new electronic music and it is I just I will say to you do yourself a favor and and, and <laughs> block out like 30 minutes ago listen to some of their stuff because it is just okay. like mind blowing what they're doing it's so cool amazing okay yeah I'm definitely I'm on it yeah and they are on they're um TikTok channel is like really awesome too because they like perform, they'll literally perform their like one of their tracks in the middle of like a snowstorm in Siberia, like with Amazing. all their like traditional instruments. Yeah, it's really cool. But that's how I like it funneled down into, and then I found Kim Mortal, which is so funny that you said her. That seems yeah. like kismet to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, the second category, um, and this is really so. I, I have another series that I'm doing on the podcast as well, um, where I am. I'm doing a world tour, so eventually I will feature artists from every single country in the world because I I truly do believe that there are incredible artists making music from everywhere, you know, and then and people should know um, about these people. So um, South Africa will eventually be on that list, and so I, wanted, I really wanted to uh, see if there were any South African artists that you just, like, love and listen to or... Um, yeah, yeah. They, in general, there get quite a few South African artists, and it's funny because I know a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I talk about people I know, but um, artists um, from South Africa that I really love. Let me pull up like one of my playlists. Yeah, please. Um, in front of me, so I can. Um, 
but there's an artist named Shoma Josie. She's really exciting. How do you spell that? S H O, and then that's one word, and then Majozi M A J O Z I. Oh yeah, I got it. Okay. Yes, and then there's um, Nakane Tore, who is a a queer artist from South Africa. Nakane, who is it? Um, N A N A K or N A? Yeah, N A K H A. N E. Oh yeah. Yeah, there's there's so many artists from South Africa that I could. So I could what make. kind of music are those? Are those uh, two artists creating? So Shoma Josie makes. Um, I would say like she started making com com music, which is a type of a South African um, cross between like Kwaito house and hip hop. But now she's moved into more like tra- traditional African sounds in her music, so the rhythms are a bit different. So I, yeah. I, I, I would say her music is um, it's definitely evolving. Her sound is evolving. And then um, Nakane, I don't know how to actually like I don't know how to categorize their music. That's my favorite though. I love I love it when you can't like when when you um, yeah you can't pick a genre for an artist. I think that's so exciting. Yeah, it's kind of like folk um, with some rock elements, electronic elements. Um, Nakane had a song with Anoni. You know Anoni? Mm-hmm, I do, yeah. Yeah, so they had a track recently. Or actually not, uh, about two or three years ago. Um, and there's a, my favorite track, I would say, if you want to listen to a song by Nakane, is Interloper. Yeah. Interloper. Okay, yeah. That's a really I'm, great song. I mean, based on your suggestions, um, which I like, highly value any artist that comes on my show and gives me other artists I will listen to their entire discography I guarantee probably today after I get off this thing with you Um, I just love to me that is um, to hear what is inspiring or um, other artists or fellow artists is like uh, very interesting to me you know like people that make music what they're listening to I think is um, important yeah (laughs) you know thank you for um Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Of course. Um, I did want to ask you, uh, just be, you being based in London now, uh, there were a couple other artists. Do you know um, an artist named Mizey? M-Y-S-I-E? Okay. Um, and then I was going to ask you too about uh, Mina, Mina and Bright. Do you know who they, those two no, are? No, I'd love okay. to know about them though. So Mina is, um, she's from London. She's a DJ. And Bright is actually from Nigeria. And I featured them a couple weeks ago, but they um, they met like while she was on a trip to Nigeria. She did like Afrobeats music, yeah. Um, and they literally like just had this connection. And he ended up moving to London, and now they make music together. But it's like um, very high energy, like Afrobeat. Um, I'd love to check music, them out. Yeah. And I like watch their TikTok. It makes me want to come to London so bad and go to one of their parties because it just looks like <laughs> so much fun. Like they're just like so much energy. Like they just love what they do so much, and I love that. So. Awesome. I'm definitely going to check it out. Can you tell me how to yeah, spell that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Mina, M-I-N-A. Mina and, and Bright. And Bright, B-R-Y-T-E. Got it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then I highly recommend Mizey, too. She is, um, her voice is absolutely how incredible. How do you spell Mizey? M-Y-S-I-E. I-E. 
Okay, cool. Got it. Yeah, yeah. I think you'd really um, enjoy it. Honestly, too, I'm always like, I. The artists I like to suggest are like people too as well that who could like see you doing like a you know collab with or something like that. So it's like, I love it. I just love, I love introducing people to to new artists and new music. So, and thanks so I'm excited much. that you I'm introduced me to these artists as well. I can see we already have a lot of. Yeah, I see we have a lot of mutual, a lot of people in common, which is cool. Oh, you do. Okay, perfect. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah, and I also too. I'm excited about um, Nakane because I do during the month of June. I only feature queer artists. Oh, awesome. Um, I mean, I, fe- I feature queer artists all the time, but in that month, I specifically, like, only feature queer artists because I just feel like it's, that is our month, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's nice. That's, I, I would love to, um, thank you for giving me a queer artist to listen cool. to. Um, okay, do you want to um, let everybody know, if, like, what things you have coming up in the future? I know you said you have your album coming. Um, is there yeah, a timeline so- on that? Uh, no, it's still definitely in development, but um, you can stream my new EP, which came out three, this week will be four weeks, um, came out four weeks ago, uh, called Higher Self. You can stream it on all platforms. And then I've also got some merch coming out. You can look out for that on my social media. Um, and yeah, I will be touring. So if you are in the European area, I've got a European tour um, the summer, and so if you can make it to any of the shows, um, that'd be great. But yeah, just yeah. keep on streaming the music and engaging, and yeah, thank you. I actually have a do. Uh, I have a pretty good base in um, like Germany and UK and uh, France. So, Amazing. to any of our listeners there, please, um, yeah, please go check that out. I also pl- highly recommend going and checking out her music videos for some of these songs. Your music videos lately have been epic i love them thank you yeah thank just you. so stylistic so beautiful like you said like there's like a maturity about them to me like they're just like they feel um what's the word i'm looking for they like, just very like very well produced and uh they match the tone of the music very well so thank you so much yeah i love the visual storytelling uh, element and often when i'm making music like i think very visually too um because I like the idea of music being a score to our lives. And so Absolutely. I think about my music as a score. And so the visuals are often very important to me in my head, even if I don't so, end up making visuals for every song. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. So the ones that you have done, that like, is that that's all your like vision? The mu- yeah. those music videos? Yeah. Yes. Uh, I often, that. I mean, I, I collaborate, like I, I collaborated with my friend Gemma on the home music video, which is the very lesbian, gay, <laughs> the one that was, and then the, that's so funny because in that, that music video, I think is also what prompted it to go, for the song to go to the lesbian vampire uh, yeah. TV show. <laughs> it's cause of, partially because of the visuals, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I know all the, um, like, structured, like, armor that you're, like, or, like, the metal, like, like plating and stuff yeah. like that. It just, uh, yeah, it looks amazing, so. Thank you. I applaud you. Um, and then if you'd also, too, let my listeners know where they can find you on um, social media, um, just so if they want to go and support you on those platforms. Yeah, um, I am on all social media platforms, all the main ones. So you can find me on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, um, Dope St. Jude, D-O-P-E-S-A-I-N-T-J-U-D-E. 
and then you can stream my music on all streaming platforms and you can watch my music videos and yeah just stay in touch and amazing yeah if if my Are, music uh reaches out to you in any way feel free to dm me i i um, love having conversations with people <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that is, um, I know that's why this has been like so exciting for me um, when the channel opened up to actually start like talking to the artists that are making the music that I love. It's like so neat to hear all the different stories about how those things are formed and um, conceptualized. So I really, I really honestly love what you're doing. Your music is powerful to me um, and not even just for, not even because of activism, just in general. Like it's just, you're making music that I know I can tell that you feel that. And that it's coming like from your heart. And so, um, I, yeah, just so you know, people are, me at least, are responding uh, very well to it. And you can also shake your ass to it and get down and dance to it, which I love that as well. So, <laughs> Thank you so much, Ryan. I Absolutely. appreciate that. That um, really means a lot to me because it just like um, reinforces that like I'm on the right track with my life choices and, my, and, <laughs> and the music. And I also appreciate your passion for music. Uh, so thank you for having this platform where you um, share the music of artists and especially artists that people maybe don't know about because uh, you know the the way the world works in our society in a, in a capitalist society where it rewards only people who can make a lot of money for for for, for entities and so for artists Absolutely. that's not always great because they are so many amazing artists making so much uh, incredible music and so it's really important to have spaces like this where people can learn about who those artists are and the value they bring outside of the monetary value that they can bring to people absolutely, so yeah. um, thank why, you so much for that oh absolutely of course that's why i try to have to like you know different categories and different um series that are like going on because i feel like that for me helps me to like even branch my own you know um awareness out of artists in, in different places doing different things you know because it is very easy to get stuck into like a a hole of like what's around you or what you know you know musically yes. so um yeah i think yeah i've loved it so much i mean i found artists like you which you know i might not have found five years ago or three years ago you know so it's been very special great thank you yeah absolutely um well, thank you so much for chatting with me i I really appreciate it. And yeah, I can't wait to see what you do in the future and the music that you make. Thank you so much. And I look forward to touching base. Hopefully when my album releases, we can chat again and talk about... Absolutely. I would love that. About the, the journey.